Morning, y'all. I'm Katie Kamen, and it's Thursday, January 4th. On this date in 1965, President Lyndon Johnson delivered his State of the Union address. During that speech, he outlined the goals of what would be known as his Great Society. On this date in 1974, President Richard Nixon refused to hand over tape recordings and documents subpoenaed by the Senate Watergate Committee. Now get ready for a music trivia question. On this date in 2020, a singer became the first artist to top the Billboard Hot 100 singles chart in four separate decades. Can you name that singer? I'll have the answer coming up, but first, it's time to check in on your Thursday forecast. And good Thursday morning to you, meteorologist Joey Sovide. Starting out as we dry out, overnight rain has exited the area. Sky clearing out, lots of sunshine on the way today. will be a sunny and cool afternoon. Temperature starting out around 40. We'll be in the low to mid 50s at lunchtime and mid 50s for highs this afternoon. Sunny sky, but then as we see a clear sky tonight and a fairly light wind, temperatures really fall quickly. So tomorrow morning, 31 inland will be about 40 degrees at the beaches. Tomorrow afternoon, 55 with a partly cloudy sky. Rain heads our way Friday night into Saturday, mainly in the morning on Saturday with our next best chance of rain. Then Sunday, dry at 61. You're listening to Morning Y'all, your local headlines and first alert weather forecast, powered by the Low Country's news leader, Live 5 News. Now, let's get to your morning headlines. Looking ahead, President Joe Biden is bringing his campaign to the Low Country next week to highlight what he calls the high stakes of the upcoming election. Biden will speak at Mother Emanuel AME Church in Charleston on Monday, a place the campaign says embodies the stakes for the nation at the moment. The time of his speech has not yet been announced. If you remember, the church was the site of a racist mass shooting back in 2015, where nine people, including the pastor and a former state representative, were killed. Vice President Kamala Harris will also be in South Carolina this weekend to deliver the keynote address at an event in Myrtle Beach. Also happening Monday, the city of Charleston will be swearing in its next mayor. William Coxwell beat out incumbent John Tecklenburg to become the city's next leader. The inauguration will be taking place at noon in front of City Hall. It'll be followed by a 1 p.m. reception at Washington Square. Both of those events are open to the public. Seating is on a first-come, first-served basis, so you are encouraged to get there 20 to 30 minutes early for the best seats. Organizers say that ceremony will last about 45 minutes and include the swearing-in of recently elected city council members as well. Mayor-elect Coswell did invite President Biden to speak at the inauguration. Coswell said, quote, On such a historic day, I would be honored to have President Joe Biden to give remarks at our city's formal inauguration ceremonies. Charleston is a world-class city, and we want to showcase our city government and employees to our president. Our state's highest court will now handle convicted killer Alec Murdoch's motions for a new murder trial. Murdoch's attorneys are seeking a new trial, accusing the sitting Colleton County clerk of court with tampering with the jury. South Carolina Supreme Court Chief Justice Justice uh, Donald Beatty ruled it to be inappropriate for those allegations to be filed in that same county and ordered them to be filed with the high court. Murdoch's next hearing is expected to start January 29th in Richland County. There, Murdoch's attorneys will have the chance to provide evidence of the alleged jury tampering. 
The family of a Berkeley County man is getting a six-figure payout following a wrongful death lawsuit. Rashawn Smith's family claims he died as a result of excessive force at the hands of Berkeley County Sheriff's deputies. Smith was arrested by deputies back in 2018 following a report that he was abusing his 19-month-old son. But the lawsuit claims that Smith was swatted and was asleep when authorities arrived and punched, choked, tased and hit him. Smith was left with long-term seizures and headaches and we're told that led to his death in 2020, according to that lawsuit. The state's insurance reserve fund is paying $600,000 to the Smith family in that incident. We're now getting a look at hundreds of pages of unsealed documents from the Jeffrey Epstein case that are being released for the first time. The documents related to the accused sex trafficker are being released on a rolling basis and contain excerpts of depositions taken of Virginia Giuffray and Ghislaine Maxwell. There are a number of references to prominent figures, including Britain's Prince Andrew, former President Bill Clinton, late New Mexico Governor Bill Richardson, and American investor Glenn Dubin. It's important to note, however, that being included in any of the released documents is not an indication of wrongdoing or lawbreaking. A federal judge is ruling that the U.S. Military Academy at West Point can continue to consider race as a factor in admissions. Yesterday's ruling was immediately appealed by a group called the Students for Fair Admissions, who filed the original lawsuit. That group also won landmark cases regarding affirmative action against Harvard and UNC Chapel Hill in the Supreme Court last year. The Supreme Court did rule that colleges and universities can no longer take race into consideration to grant admissions. But they say the ruling did not apply to U.S. military service academies due to national security interests. One Charleston County School District parent tells us that he is concerned about his child's bus route, saying it's becoming unsafe and harmed his child's learning. Johnny Volkman tells us his sixth grade daughter's bus is overcrowded and it's been arriving to school late. He also tells us that there has been little communication and no answers regarding the issues with Bus Route 628. First Student operates all Charleston County School District buses and has an app that parents can use to track their kids. Volkman says that app is constantly notifying him of major delays on his daughter's bus route. They're getting school late um, by 15 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes every single day. That is going to cause an interruption for every single one of those classrooms that they're in. And this is very much likely not just, you know, two bus routes. This is affecting the entire county. Um, and so those students are missing part of their class. We did reach out to First Student about those bus route concerns. The company tells us the nationwide school bus driver shortage is to blame. They also tell us some routes have had to be adjusted due to staffing levels in order to provide transportation to all students. Malcolm C. Hersey Montessori School's opening was delayed again, and parents tell us they're outraged by the last-minute notice of the delay. Students at the school will have a second straight e-learning day today after Charleston County School District officials failed to get their certificate of occupancy for the new building. Several parents say Tuesday night's late notice left them unprepared and scrambling to find child care. The building was originally set to open at the start of the school year, then again in November, then again yesterday. Some parents tell us they are still skeptical it'll even open tomorrow. 
Some returning South Carolina college students will not have to worry about shelter this weekend in anticipation of winter storms in the northeast and mid-Atlantic. Coastal Carolina University is opening its residence halls a day early. The college confirms that students will be able to return and use their meal plans tomorrow, but university place dining will not open until Saturday. At the beginning of the show, I told you that on this date in 2020, a singer became the first one to top the Billboard Hot 100 in four separate decades. The song that set that milestone is All I Want for Christmas, and yes, that singer is Mariah Carey. Celebrating birthdays this Thursday, actress Barbara Rush from Peyton Place is 97, REM singer Michael Stipe is 64, and actor Dave Foley is 61. Thanks so much for joining us for Morning Y'all, powered by Live 5 News. I'm Katie Kamen. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Morning Y'all is produced every weekday morning. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and download the Live 5 News app for your mobile device. Get the latest news and weather updates 24-7 from Live 5 News, the Low Country's news leader.